Hi, my name is Tristan. This is my seventh year at Comic Con, and uh, for the last four years, I've actually gotten into Hall H with fairly ease. After 10 p.m., sleeping and just doing the line until the next day. Uh, yesterday, I was like, I'll try to get up early because the line looks hectic. It was 4 p.m., 4:30. I brought my girlfriend, and we weren't that far behind from the bracelets, maybe 80 to 100, which actually isn't a lot. And uh, by the time that people started rolling at 8.30, the whole wristband scandal, uh, et cetera, um, when we got there, we were told we were about 1,500 to 2,000. That's where we were. Clearly enough space for wristbands. And we made it into the first shoot, and no one moved all day. There was absolutely no movement in the shoots, meaning that we could never get in. Uh, it was an extremely frustrating experience. I know there's no guarantees, but when you hear about 400 possible counterfeit wristbands, that robs a lot of people of an amazing experience at college. So I guess the RFID thing would be pretty Like I said, I think we'll get to play with some new toys. Appreciate that. I'm sorry that happened also, because that's very unfair. Hi there, my name is Aaron. Uh, this is, I think, 27, 26 or 27 of the Comic Con for me. So I've been coming for a while. I've never come to a talk back before. Um, I'm coming also to talk briefly about Hall's age uh, situation. Uh, I was part of the group with the wristbands who, uh, when they loaded us in the chutes, uh, the, the back of the chutes, it was full of wristband people, um, the wristband people, and we uh, didn't get in until around 2 o'clock. Um, and I guess my main, my biggest concern that one expressed was the real lack of communication that took place. Um, I was, uh, and, and I think it really ran a lot of trouble trying to get information of what was going on when uh, the, the paperwork says, you know, you have a wristband, you're guaranteed AC. Uh, and then, you know, we got, by the time they loaded our shoot, it was 11.27, the panel started at 11.30, and then, our shoot just never went. We were all kind of looking at each other, saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" Uh, about 20 minutes passed. and went sort of to the back, uh, to the corner where the traffic goes, and asked them to put the green shirts. You know, could you let us know what's going on? It was that they thought the fire marshal had closed, and don't worry, you'll probably get in today. Was the response? And I was like, "We have the wristbands. Is anyone? Could you could you ask someone else who might have a better understanding of it? Are they closing it off for this block?" Are they saying, like, can we go to the bathroom? You know, we got here at like 7 o'clock, so we can make sure. We don't know if we can. And you said I was told that there's no way that they can communicate with anyone or get any of that information from me. Um, and I said, okay, well, could I go around and try to talk to someone in front, and then you can let me back in? I was told, I can't guarantee I can let you back in. Uh, so kind of went back and was getting them at that point. Then I think it was like 40, 50 minutes had passed, still zero information. Um, and I sort of went out and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to cut out the side and talk to a person in the front with a big hat, straw hat, more. Seems like it was up the scale. I was told that, um, you know, it's been closed. We think it's a uh, fire marshal. You'll probably get in. If, um, maybe we'll let some people in at 1.30. And I was like, could you please come back and tell the people in the line we just have zero information. We're just, we don't really don't understand what's going on. Um, and I was told, you know, I can't make my post response I got. Um, so then I went down the line and started announcing to everyone. Like, and uh, and at some point, people like, get yeah, just more information. So I went and, <laughs> yeah, and I believe, uh, so I went, so we went up to the Hall H doors and 
knocked on the window, <laughs> called the security guard, eventually, you know, he's like, I'll get someone, I'll get someone. A few minutes passed. I'm still here. Um, and I think we Paul Webb was the name of the man who came out and I talked to. Um, and I was told that, uh, that like, every, I guarantee, he said, I guarantee you every single seat in there is full. Um, he said that we believe there was a number of counter wristbands, possibly up to like 400. Uh, and so we don't know. Uh, and then he felt my wristband for a while and said, yeah, like, it wasn't very confident inspiring. It's like 15 seconds of probably like, yeah, I think that's real, right? That's real. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's easy to check, I guess, by feel. But so it was told, like, you know, it's, we don't know. And, and, I, and I, I mean, I accept that, like, if people do stuff, that puts you guys in a tough spot. But I was like, and I said, but still, the thing is, we have zero communication. We just don't know. No one knows that because anyone can tell us. They said, I, I don't know, I can try to get someone like, could you come? And I was told, yeah, I can't leave my post. Um, and so then I went down the line and I told everyone, that's the story right now, you know, and was now saying all the way down. Um, and, uh, and then started having people come up to me and said, like, I need to go to the bathroom, can I do that? I'm like, I don't work here, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, and then it really wasn't until I didn't come out at like 2 o'clock. Zero information from Common Fund staff. Um, and, and even then, at that point, then I was like, requesting him to sign on the I just want to make sure I have the full story. Um, even then, at that point, I was like, oh, can you talk to one of the fellows with the straw hats? Can you make sure people go down and tell everyone in the back that this is the solution and that this is, you know, and that we're hoping maybe we'll get in there. I'm not going to try it more. Um, and I was kind of sarcastically almost like, well, you took the leadership role, why don't you go down? And like, it was kind of given, and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this, you know, this, this, is, this is your guys' job. And I said, oh, I'll send one. Oh, do you want two people? Um, and that was the response I got, which was, I guess, kind of frustrating. So, um, just wanted to kind of, my real concern was just the lack of communication. Uh, I felt that, that was really, the people on that line really deserved more in terms of communication, and I don't know if it was just like, Little speakers up on the top of some of the tents, that's an option of some way in the future to convey um, messages that are important. Um, but it really, really didn't seem fair to people with the, the line, the wristband passes. It just felt like, with the, with, in general, there was also the rule that 7.30 is the deadline that you're supposed to be in if you have a wristband. Um, but many people were still coming and joining. And then we asked, and they said, actually, if they have a group, we're kind of letting that go, was what we were told. Um, and so it just really felt like if you're setting up, so the communication for that, but then in general, the Holly Schlein, if you're setting up either rules that are unenforceable, like the one to five, um, which is just really impossible for blind people online to manage, or if you're setting up something that you're not going to follow, you're just really setting up uh, a framework for really people just breaking the rules and taking advantage of situations. Hi, so I was also in the line for Hall H for 26 hours in the first shoot and we were stuck the whole day. And um, I just wanted to talk about, so you talked about the line of communication with the, like, the officials talking to the line, but I just wanted to talk about the, what appeared to be like a lack of communication between the officials themselves, where we had multiple people would come by and tell us different things what was happening, for example. Um, after we found out we were in the standby line, they were told us we were towards the front, we were, there was a, like, a chance of getting in, and then that they would start moving us soon. 
and then there was nothing for a long time. And someone would come and tell us that we were, we were told to like set up tent kind of, like get ready to sleep. And then one, like 20, 10 to 20 minutes later, they would tell us that we're moving right now, we need to go, and things like that. And then um, being in the shoot, towards the back of the shoot that was ready to go in for the whole day, we were really close to the, uh, the officials from different groups of security, people working in the line. And they didn't really seem to know what was going on already, like each different group was supposed to be doing, and they were kind of relying on other people to do things that they ended up not doing. For example, um, people would tell them, the uh, officials that they were like from the bathroom that they were going to come back in line to their spot. And the, there, were, there was a very nice man who's working with the, like, the line management, and he assumed that the other security group was in charge of that. But they thought the other people were in charge, and then you walk them from cars, get out, and then just say that they were just going to the bathroom really fast, and then they were back at the front of the chute and go to the front of the chute, and things like that. So there was a lot of um, lack of communication. There's another example. I was going down the line trying to find out what's going on because of this lack of information from officials. That I was talking to one group who was directed by line management to the island where the Viking funeral was being held, and they were there very early. And then another person came and told them that they couldn't be there, and they told them they weren't allowed to get back in line or sent to the back of the line. And so they lost their entire spot from the whole day. And um, so just uh, if there's a way to possibly increase the amount of communication between the officials, maybe like a Talking to them, just a text thing that people go out to. And then um, another just quick thing that I'll talk about was kind of the attitude of some of the officials. There are some amazing people at Men Line that are happy to work with us, but then there are other ones. Yeah, they were they were incredible. So thank you for being patient with the line people. Then there were also some like it was actually I believe a, I don't know the position was, but he was telling some of the line people what to do. He was more higher up, I suppose. He was. A little rude, like he um, he was. I was walked by when he was giving instructions, and they asked him if they that they should inform people that they're going to be moving soon, and he's like, "Nah, just surprise them." That was exactly what he said. Really? And then also after being moved 20 feet for like on and off for about two hours around 1:30 in the morning, he came by and was making jokes about how they're going to come hit us with a hose soon. So that was pretty fun to hear. What a troll! <laughs> yeah, and um, just kind of some of the and like the, some employees would come and like. I don't know, but like line officials would say, oh, this person lied to you about this information, um, you're just not going to get in, and things like that. So um, just have just a lack of communication between the officials and just the attitude towards the people online. And I understand some people online can be very hard to deal with too, but if they're being polite, I don't work with that. Thank you. Yeah, once again, I started the line on Saturday went sideways on us. <laughs> Spectacular fashion. We also had issues with the Viking ship burning thing and some unexpected fallout from that. Yeah, sorry, I heard about that. That's another example of the communication. You could like talk to the people and make sure that they come. I don't know what happened in the Viking funeral, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this preview. Taken from an episode of Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, which is our Patreon exclusive podcast. You can listen to the rest of the episode and more by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash why. Make a pledge and help defray the cost of producing all the content that is available on whowhatwearswhy.com. Your support is always appreciated.